This podcast is sponsored by Tenofos.com. Tenofos.com handpick the best Christian books that point to Jesus and sell them at discounted prices. Check them out after the episode at Tenofos.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Word Fueled Heart. I'm Felicity, and I'm in the USA, and this is Sarah. Hey. And she's in the UK. And I mean, I'm going to cut the small chat and just, I have to tell you what I'm holding in my hand at the moment. I have a biscuit triumph in my hand. I have a cup of Earl Grey, actually. But next to it, I have a chocolate hobnob. Where did you get that from? You've been longing for one of these. Where did you get it from? So good. Some very kind friends sent us a box of joy and a centrepiece to the joy is a chocolate hobnob. And for our American friends, I mean, Sarah, do you want to just kind of have a go at describing a hobnob for our American? Yeah, it is. It is a great biscuit. It has to be said. It's definitely in my top 10. Um, Only your top 10? I know. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's like an oaty biscuit. It's made of oats, isn't it? Oats and sugar, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's got a nice layer of, have you gone for the milk chocolate variety? Oh, yes. 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 Milk chocolate layer on top. Um, it's good. It's round. It's, it's just what you want with your cup of tea, really, isn't it? I. Although I think I've got a strong contender today. I have gone for the jammy dodger. Oh, classic. Good one. That definitely um, needs explanation. Yes, a jammy dodger is. Well, to be honest, I think this might be a fake jammy dodger <laughs> <laughs> because it's from Aldi. Can you tell where I do? All yeah, my I, I was going to say, like, surely an Aldi <laughs> budget biscuit aisle of my choice. Um, this is a round biscuit again, um, but it's got jam in the middle between two layers. Um, and it should have a layer of cream in it as well. But I'm looking at this, I'm thinking <laughs> this is definitely a fake because I can see no cream. It should be the same kind of cream as the custard cream and I can't see it, which is a bit disappointing. I'm just going to take a bite um, and have a see, have a taste. <laughs> let, me, let me just say for the Americans... It's jelly that's in a jam. We call jelly jam. Is it a high quality? No, this is <laughs> this is not very nice. Anyway, um, we were going to talk today. We've got an exciting bit of Habakkuk to get into later, um, but we just wanted to chat a bit about um, how we've got into, I guess, teaching a bit of the Bible as well as reading mm. it for ourselves. So we've said a couple of times that we're not experts, but at the same time. We have always kind of sought to look for opportunities to grow in reading the Bible, haven't we? Yes. And certainly for me, I've been really thankful for women who've come alongside me and invested in me, read the mm-hmm. Bible with me, discipled me and helped me to know more, not only more about my Bible, but ultimately to know the Lord Jesus better, because that's what we're wanting to do as we open the Bible. What does it look like for you, Felicity, over the last few years, but maybe even now in America, what kind of opportunities have you had? Yeah, I think similarly, I'm really grateful for people along the way who have um, opened up the Bible for me and actually shown me how to read it. So I think um, there's a, one thing that really happened as I was kind of growing in my faith was realizing it's not just I need to know a lot of stuff about Jesus. Actually, how do I read the Bible so that I can learn more of him, know him more, love him more? And actually, over the years then, and I think this is true for both of us, we, we are eager to share that with others as much as possible. And I love to teach the Bible. Not as, I, as we say, we're not experts. It's not, we haven't been to 
theological college or anything like that. But we do love to open up the Bible and share what God is saying as much as possible. And currently I'm doing that for our church in America. So I'm leading the women's Bible study and we're currently teaching through Mark's gospel. And so that, that is a joy. And, and really, I guess I've done that on different levels, on a one-to-one basis, a group basis, whatever, um, whenever I can. Um, and actually, so that's true for, for me, Sarah. I know you have similarly taught the Bible. I'm just going to blow Sarah's trumpet here because Sarah actually has recently been teaching the Bible in a slightly different medium. She has written a book uh, last year. It is last year, isn't it? We're in 2021. Yes, last year. <laughs> last year that essentially taught through Colossians with a specific application into when you're expecting a baby. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, yes, <laughs> I find it hard to talk about it, but um, I do want people to read it. So if you're expecting a baby um, and you're listening in, please do pick up the book. We'll link to it later at some point. Um, yeah, so I guess similarly to what we're doing in Habakkuk, um, that's what I did through the book of Colossians, um, helping expectant parents to see what it looks like um, to lift their gaze to Jesus through that um, extraordinary season um, of mm. new parenthood. So that yeah it was an extraordinary privilege to have that opportunity and very thankful for that time yeah so what we're saying we're not experts but we do have some experience of knowing how to read the bible but also eager to to teach others to share that with others as well so that's kind of who we are as we dig into what we have (laughs) what we've realized are really rich and also kind of they're challenging verses these aren't they to kind of get to the heart of them but also to be able to express that with clarity as well. Absolutely, Felicity. I don't know about you, but um, I feel quite daunted by this by this next <laughs> yeah. few verses. So we're doing um, chapter two, verses two till just two to five today. So it's not very many verses at all, but in it is what a lot of people say is like the heartbeat of the Christian faith. And, mm-hmm. and so it feels fairly daunting to be dwelling on that in conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But I hope what we do chat about is helpful to people. Most of all, it's helpful just to read the verses and um, dwell on them, isn't it? So shall we do that, Felicity? Would you like to read? We're actually, um, so for the last couple of episodes, we've been in different um, translations. We're actually just going to now both be reading from uh, the NIV, um, just so it's simpler so everyone can understand exactly that we're on the same page. It doesn't matter if you're reading from a different translation. um, There's no difference there's no right or wrong here, but um, just for the sake of clarity, uh, we thought it'd be much more helpful to be reading from the same um, translation. So, Fisty, do you want to read for us? Absolutely. So, chapter two, verses two through to four. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. See, he is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous will live by his faith. Indeed, wine betrays him. He is arrogant and never at rest because he is as greedy as the grave and like death is never satisfied. He gathers to himself all the nations and takes captive all the peoples. Thank you. There's a lot there, isn't there? And there's just four verses there. Mm. um, There's so much going on, but I don't know about you, Felicity, but as I start to look at that first couple of verses, I'm just so struck by how important those two verses are. This is the first time where we get the Lord saying he replied, the Lord replied. We know this is God speaking. And 
it's a really important thing that he's saying because he's saying, write it down, make it plain. What he's about to say is crucially important. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love I love so that a herald may run with it. I think that suggests that it's not just for Habakkuk to hear. This is a herald is someone who's going to take it and run with it and spread the word like God is speaking. And this yeah. is what he's saying. And it is hugely important. And write down this revelation and make it plain. Like, like Habakkuk is going to see or, or at least understand something of what God is going to do. And interestingly, it's it's something that well, what does he say? He says, for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. So it's kind of, he's talking about the the truthfulness of God's word, isn't he? The truthfulness yeah. of what God will do. And the fact that though it feels like you're waiting and lingering, wait for it because because the timing is is all God's. He, mm. th- There's no delay. Yeah, while it might feel like there's a delay, it might feel like, oh, God's not doing what he should be doing right now. Actually, let's stand corrected on that. God's timing is absolutely spot on. There's, there's no mistake in when this is going to happen. And you can imagine Habakkuk thinking, oh, you know, maybe you should have done it before the Babylonians turned up, or maybe you should have just done it before we even had a problem with injustice. But he's saying, no, no, this is the time. I love the the sort of imminence of it they're like he's coming the, the revelation is coming this is going to happen there's a like while it's like a wait this is the right time but there's also a kind of like urgency to it and i look like god is is doing something like this is happening I, I love that yeah definitely it's coming back to that initial question isn't it of like lord are you listening are you acting are you saving mm. and again this is reiterating the answer yes i am um there is an appointed time you know this is completely in control there's nothing surprising for God about what's going on here. So what is this big revelation? What is the big verse um, that kind of gets declared? Felicity, do you want to unpack mm. it for us? Yeah, well, so so if having a look at verses four to five, so we have this command, sees puffed up, his desires are not appropriate. And he's talking about essentially the Babylonians, but also the nation as a whole. That's the kind of the, the nature of, of what's going on. But there's a big contrast with that word, but, but the righteous will live by his faith. And so he kind of, he's saying, this is a puffed up nation. And I think verse five kind of um, expands on that. It's greedy, they're arrogant, they're never at rest. This is, it's a really ugly sight, isn't it? And that is a description of the Babylonians as they take people captive and all those things. But in the midst of all of that, the righteous will live by his faith. So the, the call really to Habakkuk is like, wait, I am doing something. This is coming. I am going to sort this out. Justice is coming. You need to wait. The righteous person, the one who is right with God, will wait because I, the Lord, am doing something. That's a really helpful summary. Um, I think it's really striking as well that actually this verse comes bang in the middle of the whole book as well as mm. as well as being sandwiched between these verses about the enemy and about um, the nation around him. It's sandwiched right in the, at the heart of the book and this really is the heartbeat of the book of Habakkuk um, as it's yeah. kind of preluded by the Lord saying listen to it and listen to what I'm going to say. But I don't know whether um, anyone listening um, kind of feels the verse is familiar mm-hmm. um, but it will ring some bells because this verse is actually quoted three times in the New Testament. It's one of the most quoted verses. Um, no, isn't that funny? Because Habakkuk's such a small book. And I, I, I was still struggling to find it 
without without using the content page. We get it quoted in Romans chapter one. We get it quoted in Galatians chapter three, and then we get it quoted in the letter to the Hebrews in chapter ten as well. And they all say slightly different things. And we've had a you know we've had lots of different chats, haven't we, about what um, how how to talk about this because there's so much we go into on this. And there's yeah there's there's potentially this could be a long a long chat, and we haven't got a long time. Yeah. So um, we're going to try and help. Uh, you listening to get a feel for what is going on here um, first of all Felicity tell, remind us of the context again both for here in Habakkuk and also in the New Testament to try and help us pinpoint this verse yeah thanks Sarah so I think um, there's, there's a danger at this moment I'm going to sound like a teacher but I think it's just a kind of helpful thing to just give us a bit of a, a context kind of landscape of what's going on so if you just remember that we are this side of the cross so us here now the difference the big difference between us and the people that are listening to Habakkuk is that the cross has happened Jesus has happened so back in Habakkuk's day when they are waiting literally for God to sort out the Babylonian injustice Mm -hmm. and that's that's a kind of raging injustice not just in the other nations but in amongst God's people themselves and then if you just hop kind of over the cross to where we are we are also waiting for God to bring justice but we're not talking about a kind of immediate Babylonian kind of sorting out we're talking about that the final day of judgment when Jesus ultimately comes to to put everything right and to deal with sin finally and in the midst of that not just judgment but actually salvation so the rescue that anyone would be able to stand on that final day so there's a difference in our position but we are still both waiting mm-hmm. for God's justice and we're waiting for his salvation and we're, we're in it's through faith. The, 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 the nature of the faith doesn't change. That's really helpful, Felicity. Thank you. Um, that, yeah, that's really <laughs> helpful for me. And I feel like I've been reading this all week and get a bit tangled up in knots with it. But um, really, really helpful just seeing that we're both waiting, in, um, but in different contexts. So um, we're not going to read out all the verses in the New Testament, but just to kind of give a brief overview. The one in Romans chapter one, Paul is saying the whole book of Romans um, is about um, righteousness from God. It's it's all by faith. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to earn merit or a place with God there's nothing you can do and um, to be saved it is only by faith yeah um, so that is kind of the emphasis on the Romans verse you come to the Galatians verse and he is at pains to kind of um, emphasize but it's not the law that saves you mm-hmm. it's only by faith in the Lord Jesus that is how you are saved and then we come to the Hebrews verse and there's a slightly different emphasis on the Hebrews verse. And I'm just going to read it out for people because I think it's one of the, it, it's really helpful to just feel the context of it in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 37 says, for in just a little while, he who is coming will come and not delay. And, but my righteous one will live by faith and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Mm. So he's quoting two of those verses from Habakkuk there. Hang on, I've just now lost Habakkuk's. Um... <laughs> and I think so. And I think you're right in saying that there, there is a slightly different emphasis there. That in Hebrews, and the book of Hebrews really is about endurance, isn't it? Kind of keeping going by faith. And so I, I think what we have is Habakkuk, as we sort of, what's the Hebrews writer saying? How does that help kind of expand our view of what's being said in Habakkuk? Well, actually, by faith, 
keep going, keep waiting, keep waiting, because that that is that is what God is asking us to do. Not just because we're supposed to wait, but actually because God is doing something and we need to wait by his grace. Yeah. And I think that's helpful, isn't it? So um, just realizing that actually you've got these three big verses in the New Testament that are kind of really running home the heart of the gospel, the heart of the gospel being by faith in the Lord Jesus, in God's righteousness being revealed um, and waiting by faith. Um, and actually those three verses give a fuller expression they kind of flesh out what we then read in Habakkuk doesn't it yeah yeah yeah. So you read Habakkuk and you go to the New Testament and that helps you to read the New Testament verses but likewise you read the New Testament verses and they flesh out and kind of deepen and broaden and widen your understanding of Habakkuk do you think that's the case with how you've read these verses this week I think that's right. I, I think that so the impact of realizing what the Romans writer is saying, so that's kind of a, it's a, a, a persuasion. And I, I definitely want to wait because righteousness only comes by faith. And Romans kind of persuades me of that. And then Galatians, uh, righteousness doesn't come through the law. Okay, so I really don't want to depend upon the law. And then the Hebrews saying, well, no, no, keep, keep waiting. And I think it's kind of persuaded me that this really is what God is doing. The righteous really will live by faith. And I feel like from the New Testament position or even just from our position of being that side of the cross, this side of the cross, then we're in such a privileged position that, that we have clarity and knowledge and we know what God is doing and even what he's done. So as we look at the cross, we know the reality of judgment and we know the reality of, of salvation, of rescue, through that cross and so I think as a result as I read Habakkuk I'm thinking yeah let's wait I'm gonna wait not and not and not because I've just got amazing faith or like you know I'm just gonna muster up the faith to to wait but actually by God's grace all throughout the Bible we hear that don't we by God's grace I have faith to wait on the Lord I think yeah you're right Fisty. I think um what it does is it really amplifies Jesus, doesn't it? Because actually mm. what we have, the, what we have the privilege of seeing is we have the object of that faith in full view. Yeah. Where Habakkuk was seeing dimly um, and waiting um, in faith. We, we see by sight in the Lord Jesus. We see yeah. the object of God's righteousness being revealed. We yeah. see the absolute pinnacle of his salvation and what it looked like to rescue um, anyone who will live by faith yeah and I think that that for me that really is striking that as I look to Habakkuk and I go wow he's he's patiently waiting by faith and he doesn't know the half of what we know mm. he doesn't know it all. and yet yeah. we have we have the extraordinary privilege of being able to see clearly what God has done in Jesus and so how much more should we be encouraged as we read these words in Habakkuk to patiently endure and to wait and to be I don't know, for me, I don't know about you, but just that like reminder of it's only by Jesus. It's only by Jesus mm. that I can be called righteous. It's only by Jesus that I can confidently trust in God's words here. Yeah. And I really need to hear that every day. Yeah, yeah. And conversely on that, it's saying, okay, this week there are so many times where I felt unrighteous, where I felt like yeah. so, oh, just tangled up in my own sin and grumbling. And actually, I come back to this verse, and I'm, I'm, I'm reminded, okay, by faith, I remember that I am righteous by Jesus. Yeah. Or 
I come to the end of this week and I'm super weary by lockdown and just this continual waiting game that we're all in and this limbo. And I come to this verse and I go, okay, Lord, you have an appointed time. You know how much we're waiting. How much should this waiting force my gaze to the bigger waiting, the bigger Mm, thing we're waiting for, not just for a vaccine, not just for lockdown to end, but for you to come back and to be make things right again. Like in each way, I think it's really helpful to let our hearts just be fueled by what, yeah, what what this word says to our hearts in the moment. Mm, And we've actually run out of time on that very apt use of the word fueled heart. (laughs) 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 Do you want to, shall I pray as we, as we finish? And then, yeah, let me pray. Father, we praise you so much that you give us such clarity on what it is to to wait by faith, to live by faith. And we, we praise you so much for Jesus. We thank you that as we sit this side of the cross, um, we, along with Habakkuk, can wait all the more certainly on what you are doing. And we pray that you'd lift our eyes to that. Please, would we love to wait on you. Give us, grow us in faith so that we might wait all the more for your justice and your salvation. Amen. Thanks so much, Sarah. This has been meaty whistle stop. I know. I feel like we've only just scratched the surface and I hope it hasn't been confusing for people. I hope Mm. there's been something in there that people can take away today. And thanks so much everyone for listening along again, but we'll see you next time. Yeah. They'll hear us next time. Oh yes. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Word Fueled Hearts today. This podcast has been sponsored by tenofose.com, an online retailer of the best Christian books at discounted prices. Check them out now at tenofose.com. <laughs>